Germany's medical marijuana program has Portugal in FOMO mode as they're likely to legalize some recreational cannabis. St. Vincent's going to be the first Eastern Caribbean state to export medical cannabis. And then Thailand wants to invite some foreigners to come and play as they decriminalize cannabis and home grow. All coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Portugal decriminalized all drugs uh, a long time ago. I don't remember when, 10, 20, probably definitely over 10 years ago, like 20 years ago, Um, maybe 30. I don't know, a long time ago. (laughs) Point is, uh, nothing happened. Everyone was worried about it. They thought everyone was going to shoot up. What they ended up doing is just kind of rather than sending police out, they sent out uh, medical experts or whoever to go and kind of corral these folks into, you know, doing it somewhere else. So, um, they got them into rehab or, or whatever and um, fix a lot of the issues. So you don't necessarily walk on the streets of, of Portugal anywhere and uh, run into a lot of those issues. Not that I've seen or heard. I know people who moved there, lived there. Um, so it's a decent opportunity to then legalize. Why they waited this so, why, why they waited so long, I think more has to do with, um, you know, the UN, the US and um, you know, the fact that they're, they're part of a, a European Union sort of kind of takes some um, decision making out of the game, right? The euro is a big part of that. And there's going to be limitations and restrictions in place if they have this narcotic or this drug. And so a lot of these people have been hesitant or reticent to do anything about it. Decriminalizing is one thing, but then to capitalize on it is maybe another. But, you know, with Germany and um, I think there was a Cyprus or somebody else uh, decided to jump on board. And then um, it's a domino effect, right? As soon as is the WHO and the UN and the US all kind of um, the writings on the wall in the US and everyone knows that. And there's been no rebuttal so one of the most underrated stories in my opinion of last year was the um, uber eats the reason is because they didn't have any investor pushback so when a company can go up into canada and start delivering um when they went from food in the u.s and everywhere to then cannabis in canada no one cares that's a story in and of itself that's part of the reason why people are doing this and why, you know, in the U.S. Republicans are getting behind it is because there's no pushback. There was for a long time that drug addicts and hardcore three strikes and you're out. Now people are like, Psh, these people aren't criminals and we need to you know, change the, the way we do things. Might as well make some money. And that's ultimately what it's all about. Portuguese seems fairly similar to um, myself, maybe uh Maybe some of you guys were culturally, they look favorably on the herb rather than pharmaceutical solutions provided by big pharma. And uh, accordingly, often on the cutting edge of many remedies that result on being openly concerning, such as inspiring research and development. Um, yeah, I just think they've seen, they've seen what drugs do and they want to get away from it and look for more natural alternatives. Uh, on the flip side, the uh, Caribbean battered by uh, you know, 2008 collapse and everything, just like, you know, Portugal and Europe was St. Vincent uh, being part of uh, 11 other states in the Eastern Caribbean. 
um, have banded together, or at least these guys have got 110 pounds sent to Germany, making them the first of the uh, Eastern Caribbean states to export. So they're pretty excited about that. Jamaica gets all of the love, but you know you're going to see a lot coming out of uh, you know Puerto Rico when when uh, federal legalization happens, just because of the the rules and laws surrounding Puerto Rico and the the tax advantages of being there. You'll you'll probably see something to that effect, but uh, it's not ideal. I don't think Florida and the humidity is is ideal, but you do get um, you know about six months probably of um, of growing between January and December. And so maybe that's a winter season for, for Canada to go off to the Caribbean and grow the other six months out of the year. I don't know, but I can't imagine that this is going to be, um, you know, super high quality. Um, Jamaica isn't really known for high quality. They're known for ganja. Yes, but they're not really known for top strains or whatever. People were flocking there in 2018 and I was just shaking my head going, you guys have no idea if you knew, Act 60, which was Act 20, Act 22 in Puerto Rico at the time, you wouldn't be wasting your time, especially CBD companies. They should be flocking there right now. Some people are flocking to Thailand. Uh, they want to decriminalize cannabis and home grow. So in Thailand, their Food and Drug Administration, they, they're letting people run around with, quote, happy brownies, but it's 0.2% THC. So I'm not really sure how happy you're going to get. Uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe uh, some locals are going to throw something else in there. When I was out in Asia, I lived in Japan for a while, a couple of years. Uh, I've been to you know, South Korea and um, Thailand a few times. And it's a lot easier getting hash than it is flour, for sure. Um, pretty easy to get some hash. Great hash, too. But I'm not sure I would want to deal with 0.2%. But it does kind of uh, bring some of the um, the interesting folks out. Terry Booth, previous CEO of uh, Canopy Growth, who left like $3 billion in malinvestment to write off. Uh, he's jumping in to the game. Um, you know, Australia's capital, uh, that's part of, of his company. So um, I don't know. I'm not sure he's just maybe drumming up some interest to try and sell to some people. Um, I don't know. I'm a little skeptical of, of people uh, that jump into, you know, leave, leave $3 billion to write off and people who jump into PPE or who jump into uh, psychedelics. Like, that's cool. Go ahead and be a carpet bagger. Go ahead and be, you know, a grifter. You want cash? Go for it. That's cool. Um, but I do question anybody who, who, uh, you know, again, leaves $3 billion to write off. We'll, we'll see what, uh, what you're able to do with, with Thailand. But I think the, the, the whole point of the story here is that legalization is happening all over. You're seeing international distribution. You're seeing companies that are getting capital that are moving, not just within their own borders of the country, but overseas. Burner with Cookies did that. He has a licensing agreement in Europe and I think Australia, um, maybe. But he's at least over uh, in Europe. So um, companies like that are going to have massive first mover advantages because if you can have that kind of consistency and branding, um, branding is not really a thing yet. It's all about pricing and, you know, highest effects at the lowest price point. Um, but ultimately, it's going to be about branding. And so those that get in there first are going to have access to capital and distribution and all of those things. So um I think right now is, is going to be a continuation of consolidation. 
uh, and looking for partnerships and opportunities and expansion and automating, uh, whether it's burgers or cannabis, automation is going to come fast. So we've got, we have a lot of videos on cannabis automation on a playlist. Uh, I've been calling for that for a long time. And uh, eventually, when you have legal global uh, products, you'll probably see some pre-rolls and huge factories of full automation come out of places like that. So that'll be interesting to see for sure. Um, I'm going to try in June down to get to the world's largest indoor grow in uh, California. So it's starting to get big, starting to get interesting. And there's going to be a lot of folks that are um, having FOMO themselves and start throwing stupid money that we've been calling for for a long time with incredible valuations and acquiring businesses at scale and speed. Uh, and it's going to come from, you know, folks like Terry Booth that run out and grab headlines like this and then sell it off and um, others that try to do the same thing and, and follow suit. So uh, again, the whole point is that once you have international markets, it's game over. Like these people aren't going to start pulling back or penalize anybody. It's, it's game on. And um, uh, I think they're waiting for something, um, but it's a matter of time. So um, I, I, I believe that the, the lobbyists that want to push for it are holding back so that they can get a better grip on it so that when the when legalization does flip, that they have a massive stranglehold over so many. And, you know, you can either give up and, and run away or somehow uh, rise from the ashes and create, you know, uh, a local brand or something that's more connoisseur. Um, I don't know, that's, that's cliche. There's a lot of people that are trying to do that, but the execution of it is different. And so when big cannabis comes, it's going to just like, you know, up in Canada with Tilray, people, you know, found that they don't want those products and they're going to go to something probably like a cookies or a local brand like Hank up in BC that produces uh, products that people want. So all in all, uh, legalization you know, globally is, uh, is here because the court of public opinion says so. So as soon as the um, regulators catch up to what the people have already deemed to be decriminalized and, and uh, socially legal, uh, we'll all be able to catch up to, uh, to the big boys. So with that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the talking hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canada podcasters right here on PodConnex and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.